Blog Talk Radio. Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, 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 what's cracking? And welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio, brought to you by I'm the Fat And I'm your host, Darren Batman McDuffie. Good episode for you tonight. I'm already going to uh, plug this one and say it's going to be a classic episode. I have my friend coming on, Noelle Cuero. She'll be discussing holistic nutrition. Get your questions in. If you want to call in, you can call in at 646-716-9371. But before I bring Noelle on, I actually have um, a former guest of the show, um, Melissa Bankley. And Melissa was part of the show. We believe, I believe we discussed the pure body love method, and you can go back in the archives and listen to that show. But Melissa has a very, very interesting event that's coming up this Saturday and Sunday. So I wanted her to come on and tell you a little bit more about the event. So let me bring Melissa on real quick. Hello. Hey, Melissa, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on and allowing me to come on and tell everybody a, a little bit about Pure Body Love and what we're doing for the event this weekend. Yeah, sure, sure. So tell us what you I know you have some interesting tidbits to tell us and people that are going to be there. Tell us what's exactly going on, date and time, and all the uh, all. Give us the deets. Okay, we'll do. Well, first, I want to tell you guys what the mission is. The mission of Pure Body Love Retreats is really to bring a new level of awareness to conscious healing through mind, body, and soul practices. Uh, we want to transform lives by breaking through limiting self-beliefs that keep you stuck in all areas of your life, whether it's your health, your wealth, home, relationships, your careers. Uh, and we're accomplishing this by bringing together some of the best in alternative therapies, products, and experts so that you can create a uh, healing protocol for your life. Our goal really is to broaden your understanding of conscious medicine, healthy food, healing therapies, and transformational practices, and give you a hands-on experiential program. You'll get to really experience the healing and transformation while you're here and not just be talked to about it. You'll get to do the work, try the therapies, and really understand about new ideas and methods. And so the event, which is October 25th and 26th, uh, this Saturday and Sunday, is in Pompano Beach, Florida. And it's right on the ocean. It's at the Marriott Resort and Spa in Pompano Beach. And it's a beautiful little boutique um, uh, hotel. We're so excited to be being hosted there. And we have 15 different speakers and breakout experts that are going to be joining us. And some of the, the keynote and main ones that I'd love to tell you guys about is, uh, one is Dr. John Martini. And Dr. Mm-hmm. John Martini is a uh, was a former chiro, uh, chiropractor, but he is also a best-selling author and an international educator. And if you guys have heard of the movie The Secret, so he was in that movie, and he um, has authored nine internationally published titles, such as The Breakthrough Experience, Inspired Destiny, Riches Within. And he's coming in on Sunday to do a a small keynote talk for us. I'm really excited about that. And then we also have a special guest appearance by Frank McKinney. And Frank McKinney is an international best-selling author, a philanthropist capitalist, and he actually does a, uh, a project called the Caring Health Project where they raise money for homes and they build homes in Haiti. And he's an ultra-marathoner that really turned his whole life around and really talks about what it's like to aspire to change your life and be healthy. And we have some other amazing authors, healthy food experts, transformational experts, uh, motivational gurus and speakers, uh, all sorts of people around not just uh, wellness in your body, but mindset and understanding what, uh, like, theta healers are and understanding what uh, what it's like to really create healing therapies in your life, Reiki. Uh, We have acupuncturists coming in to do things, uh, organic massage therapists, like all of these really wonderful uh, amazing people that are doing different things. We have yoga going on. We have a sound healing by Jan Kinder. Uh, Jan Kinder worked with Deepak Chopra for 18 years, side by side with him, and she's world renowned. And she's doing a meditation for everybody. 
We have a, a Susan Kogi who is was a two-time host for um, CNBC, and she is going to be talking about how to ignite your life and transform uh, heal and create healing in your life. So just some really amazing, amazing people and speakers and events and things happening and going on for this weekend. So there, there's just so many different things for people to try and for them to do. And we're already at a, a, a great capacity of people going um, at, for the event, but we would love to be able to sell out. And we have about 40 more tickets till we sell out. So who knows what may happen that, you know, I'm definitely believing that the universe is going to, to show us how to do that. So. Yeah, yeah, it will. Sounds like you got a, a star-studded event, and like it's going to be an awesome event. And hopefully, I will uh, make it up there to check out a few speakers this weekend. And that starts Saturday at what time? It's Saturday at eight a.m. It starts, and it's from okay. eight a.m. to six thirty p.m. on Saturday with a nighttime party on Saturday for those that want to stay. We're having a VIP party, and then a late night fire ceremony, releasing drumming thing on the beach, and then again Sunday morning from eight to six thirty. Uh, all day long, and uh, it, there's we have a website that you can go to that gives you all of the information and talks about everything that's happening, and it's Pure Body Love Retreats, and that's retreats with an S, so purebodyloveretreats.com, and anybody, I want to offer anybody that happens to be a speaker, or I mean, a guest of yours that wants to come on the show, if they use the promo code GIFT, just the word gift, it's going to give them a ticket for $97 instead of the 497 that it normally is. So okay. the $400 savings because we're getting close and I want to be able to offer it just to everybody else that might possibly be able to come, but on such short notice, you know, really can't uh, do that. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope, and so it's yeah. the 497 and then we always have the VIP upgrade that does a lot of other amazing things. But, you know, if anybody's interested, they can reach me at Melissa at MelissaBinkley.com or they can go to the website and there's a contact form at the bottom of the website too and they can ask questions there. Uh, we have the, the full staff on so everybody gets back to everybody pretty quickly. Okay, great. And do you have a number where they might be able to reach out to you at? Absolutely. They can call my assistant at 954 954- Seven four zero nine one three nine, or they can call myself at five six one five seven eight nine four nine two. But I would I would definitely go with the assistant first. Cause <laughs> yeah, you're busy. pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Melissa. Thank you for coming on, and I hope um you know a lot of people show up at your event. I'm sure there are already lots of people, but hopefully more will oh, yes. come yes, and you will sell you out. So much. Okay, no problem. Thank you for coming on. Have a great day. And good evening, right, I should say. <laughs> yep, thanks. Bye-bye. All right, so I hope that you attend Melissa's event. Sounds like it's going to be a great event. Just to see Dr. Martini speak, one of the guys who was a part of The Secret, will be well worth it. And it sounds like she has a lot of other different uh, types of um, people that are going to be there. So um, whatever your taste is, you'll probably find someone there who will be speaking to it or catering to it, rather. So, um, good of her coming on. So now let's get on with the show. I actually have Noel Quero, and I have a couple of people in the uh, the switchboard with five six one numbers. So I hope I picked the correct number to bring um, Noel Quero uh, on. Um, let me see here. Is this Noel? I'm here. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. I um, had two. Uh, five six one numbers here in the switchboard, so I was a little confused, but I was hoping that I would get the right number. So, Good, you got <laughs> so it. I, yeah, I did. I did. So, welcome to Fat Man Radio, a perfectly healthy and toned radio. How are you, are you tonight? I'm doing great, and I'm very excited that I'm here with you. This is almost past my bedtime now. Can you believe it? I know, right? My bedtime is at nine. I'm usually in bed by nine and nine nine thirty, so I know what you mean. So um, we'll let's let's get into the show because we're old people and we have to be in bed. <laughs> but um, Noel, um, I know that you and I have been kind of hovering on each other's radar for so so long, and it's so good to finally connect. But yes. uh, one of the que- yeah, yeah, one of the questions I normally ask people is how they got started. And you have a very very interesting story, so kind of share that with us of how you got into nutrition and what kind of drives you. Okay, well, I was very um I want to I'll make this really short and sweet. I I um I grew up with a lot of allergies and asthma. 
Um, I basically dealt with that for the majority of my childhood and into my teens and early 20s. And it seemed my asthma and allergies were uh, at times really severe to the point where if I was around any animals, if the weather was changing, um, if there were, you know, certain environmental triggers, you know, I lived in California, so if things were blooming, there were times in my life that I was so miserable. Um, and then anyone who deals with asthma would know that it's pretty, it's a pretty scary thing to deal with when you can't breathe. And even and then when you start in with the, all the inhalers and the medications, and they're not really helping much, they're just making it worse. So there were some really scary moments growing up where I honestly um, didn't know what my future held, and there were times I worried about would I die um, from a- an asthma attack. I mean, and that that of course creates a lot of anxiety. So when you grow up with any sort of chronic chronic illnesses like this, you you become a little anxious and Mm -hmm. you you become a little worried to go places and do things. And then you almost start living a life that you don't even realize. I mean, looking back on it, I see it very clearly. There were so many things I think I didn't do or places I didn't go, you know, because of my anxiety. I was just worried, well, what if I have allergies? What if I have an asthma attack? Um, And that's pretty much how I lived. But something that was um, always in me was, uh, I was just always interested in trying to figure out why did I have allergies and asthma. And um, I knew there had to be a reason. And every time I went to a doctor, you know, they would just give me, I would ask them, well, why do, why do I have allergies? Why, why am I having asthma? My friends don't have these problems. Why do I have this problem? Oh, well, you know, if your parents, if the parents have it or it's in your genes or, you know, it's just, that's the way it is. You know, there were never any answers that never made any sense to me. And I would leave a doctor's office always feeling like I wasn't getting the truth or I just wasn't getting the explanation I was looking for. At the time, um, I had no idea why, but I, I started reading and researching and trying to find answers. And that's when I started coming across some really interesting books on nutrition and hormonal balance and uh, there were times I thought are my horm is it is it my hormones and you know I just had all sorts of questions and um as I went through my 20s I became you know much more well read on nutrition and I started reading about detoxification and I started sort of putting some things into play with myself um and the more I practice on myself as far as um, learn, you know, taking certain foods out of my diet, I started feeling better, and I realized, oh, my allergies would improve and my asthma would go away. And then, uh, you know, as years went on and I learned more and more and more, um, I eventually was able to completely um, get rid of allergies and asthma. Um, and it's been about 15 years now without really any issues at all. Mm-hmm. Um So that's basically the long and short of it. Also, one other motivation for me was um, when my second child was born almost 10 years ago now, uh, he was diagnosed with Down syndrome shortly after he was born. And um, they actually didn't even know he had Down syndrome, really, until he was about two months old. They didn't really – it's an odd situation, but they didn't really Mm -hmm. catch it. And um, needless to say, once he was diagnosed with Down syndrome, we I was even more motivated to put into action uh, everything that I was already doing for myself. And um, I really got into nutritional uh, healing and detoxification. I brought it to another level. I started writing about everything I was learning and do, reading research papers on how when you intervene with kids with special needs when they're little, uh, you can really change their whole neurological system. And you can change the way their brain develops based on nutritional intervention if you start early. So we started uh, supplementing him when he was like two months old and um, doing not crazy stuff, but do, you know, basically, you know, I tried everything with him to just, keep him healthy and make sure that he had a chance to develop as well as possible. And 
Um, and so that was a very personal motivation also to stay on track. And, and the more I learned and the more I researched, the more I decided to pass on everything I was learning, and I would set up websites and blogs and communicate with other parents all over the world who had kids with special needs, and I became sort of a resource for people, and I really enjoyed it. It was something um, I love passing on information, and that's what I did. So, And now here I am uh, where I am yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I see your your son on Facebook. He looks like he's a happy dude. So he's he a pretty ha- and he's super handsome. If I don't say so myself. <laughs> yeah, you look like you did a good a good job with him. Um, with I know that you work with clients, and yes. um, I've had the pleasure of working with people as well. And but from a fitness perspective, and you work from more from a nutritional standpoint. Um, yeah. What What is one of the first things that you do with someone that let's say that comes to you or and, and they want to lose weight or they want to recover from allergies or from some type of um, illness? What is one of the first things that you do with one of those people? Um, okay. So, well, I, mean, I work in a very interesting way. I'm not really. I don't think I'm that typical in how I work with people. I've sort of developed my own way of doing things that what works for me. Um, yeah, but but the first thing I do is when somebody comes to me, and and typically I get people who are often pretty sick. Um, I I I think I'm actually about ninety percent of the time the last resort. <laughs> I actually you know have I used to be a little you know I didn't know if it was a little insulting, but now I'm I'm flattered because I'm 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 very often the last resort. I'm the person they've co- they come to after they've already been around the world and back, sometimes literally, um, dozens of doctors on every medication, surgeries, I mean, every scenario you can imagine, and then they get to me somehow through somebody they know who worked with me or a relative or worked with whatever, however they get to me, they get to me. And they're usually um, not feeling too great. I mean, I'm talking cancer, you know, MS, lupus. You just name it. Um, any autoimmune disorder you can think of, ulcerative colitis, um, I would say that that might be one of the biggest issues now. I, get, I see that a lot. And um, a lot of people doing what I do would probably shy away from severe you know, severe cases like this, but I actually thrive on helping people with really complex issues because um, – I've learned that it's all really the same thing, like all these illnesses are actually the same, as strange as that might sound. Um, But the first thing I do is I I do an assessment. I ask lots of questions. I go into their history, um, back to their childhood, and I sort of paint a picture. And I um, I, I piece together, like a puzzle, um, parts of their history, and I find that the kid who's got reoccurring sinus infections and rashes and digestive problems is now the adult with ulcerative colitis, mm. or the child who had, you know, who had uh, was really tired all the time or asthmatic, that AKA somebody like me, um, or who had, um, you know, re. Uh, Oh, just name it. There's a person that ends up possibly with lupus. And and so it's very interesting how I've learned that what goes on in childhood or even as a baby, because um, I work with people that say, you know, I think I was really sick as a baby. You know, I think I, I, I was colicky. And then I was then I would have these real bad rashes when and then as a child I had stomach problems all the time and they never knew what it was. And then I had so you see there's a history usually with people where usually I find that illnesses or or things that we're they end up being told they have, like a chronic disease, there's always a build up in uh years and years and years in the making of an immune system that's not functioning optimally. Um, right. Until they're told they have X, Y, and Z, you know, disease, and um, yeah. Noel, just to break in real quick, could some of those things come from? Um, I know that you do your assessment. Could some of those things come from emotional type type things when they were children? Do you ever find oh, that? Oh well, they're in, for sure. Like um, you know, it's such a good question, and it's so true. Um, our mind. And our 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 mindset and our emotional um, 
our emotional, you know, well-being plays an enormous role in how we get sick, how we get better, how we stay sick, how we keep getting sick, for sure, for sure. But but what I've noticed is I I, I don't get into too much. Well, let me let me reset that. I I do, when I work with people, I'm working with them from a, a a whole life standpoint. So we're we're digging into lots of things. It's never just about the basics. We we get into you know. Um, Lots of emotional stuff, uh, stressors in their life. I mean, we it's a it's a full on re rediscovery of what's gonna keep us healthy and allow us to get on with our life, or what's gonna you know keep us stuck and keep us sick. So you do have to visit all those components. But what I do find is, um, I deal with people from a nutritional deficiency standpoint, and when people are shot up with vaccines as a baby. And then given an, and given antibiotics four times a year, and then eating fake nutritionless food on top of that, you have a recipe for disaster, and that's the person that ends up with lupus at the age of 22. When she when uh, when the person should be otherwise thriving and enjoying their life, they're they have an autoimmune disorder that's sidelining them in the hospital, um, and that's I hate to say this, but the average age of my clients right now is in the 20s, mm. um, it's pretty crazy. And and they're pretty serious, serious problems. But the, the good news is they all go away. They all go away when you know what to do. And then you don't have those labels anymore. But, um, but yeah, so um, I just get a background. I get a full background picture of what their history is like. Um, and we go from there. And then we, we, we set their goals. What, what are their goals? What do they right. hope to achieve? And then usually we go way beyond those goals because usually their goals are just to feel better or eliminate some symptoms or, you know, not have cancer anymore. And initially you might think those are obviously great goals. Uh, mm-hmm. But then what happens is you go past that to a whole other level because when people feel better than often they ever have in their life, they're – whole life starts to change in a way they never thought was possible because their their mind changes and the possibilities for their life changes. So it's a it's a really profound uh experience watching people heal. It's I never get sick of it. It's just it's profound. And people never cease to amaze me at what they're able to do. Right. Well how much time do you would you say you actually spend with it? Doing that first assessment, how much time do you actually spend with your with your, your clients? I'm usually spending I, I never rush people, um, you know, if I charge an hour, I charge by the hour or whatever. I never, I don't really time it. I I try to always give people the time they need. So I'd say our first assess- assessment is pretty detailed. It's usually about an hour and a half, maybe maybe sometimes even two hours, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then we work on a game plan. Wow, two hours. And the, the average doctor spends, what, about five, seven minutes with a patient? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you spend, yeah, you spend two hours. Well, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we know yeah. that sick sick children become uh, sick adults. And um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and it never ceases to amaze me when I'm watching TV how, you know, a diet is being sold and everybody wants to rush out and try the latest diet. But right. what have you found about individuals? It, are all individuals capable or are all individuals do you do the same thing with all individuals are there different things that you do that find that work with some people or thing and other things that you find that may not work i'm guess on what i'm trying to say are we individuals not everybody is not collectively the same are you going to use the same nutritional protocol with one person all the time or are you going after that basic assessment you're going to use something different yeah, so I found that we're all way more alike than different in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find that most people get better doing very similar things, uh, plus or minus a few little details. Um, so in general, we're we're all very similar in how we need to heal. And what I mean by that is when we're in a toxic state and our body is struggling, which how do you know if you're in a toxic state and how do you know if your body's struggling? Well, do you have symptoms? 
and are those symptoms pretty regular and chronic, then you know your body's in a chronic uh, toxic state. So if that's the case, then the approach for healing for a time being, I would say certain things work about 90% of the time with all with with those people. Does that make sense? So like it, the same approach in general, plus or minus a few things, like I said, a, a, a little, you know, you could have a little this, but you can't have a little that, that type of thing, plus right. or minus will always work for about 90% of the people. That What's the 10%? The 10% will be people who um, they just, they can barely have anything. I'm, I mean, that you, you're just on another, you have to Are- be totally... Now yeah, I call those I call those people aliens. <laughs> so, <laughs> nothing works. Ninety percent. I mean, ten. That ten percent, I would say, maybe is even smaller. It's probably like five percent. Now, yeah. if um, but that's for a time being. So let's say we're in our most toxic state. I'm saying, let's say, let's say, for example, somebody has ulcerative colitis, and literally, they're in the bathroom twenty times a day, bloody diarrhea. This is, by the way, a very common condition right now affecting millions of people. You would not believe how many people deal with this, ulcerative colitis. And the protocol for that is they get put on prednisone, they put they get put on Lialda, they, Lialda, they get put on all sorts of other drugs to stop the diarrhea. Meanwhile, <laughs> those drugs make the, the, that person's liver and digestive system more and more and more toxic, as you can imagine. And uh, it's a recipe for disaster, and I, I, I can't even get into that. But anyway, let's say that's the issue. Well, there are certain things that you're going to have to do initially to calm their body down and allow it to heal and reset naturally, and you're going to have to eat and drink certain things, and it's very strict, and it's not necessarily easy. But as people start to feel better, they get more into it, and they, they, they enjoy it. And then you slowly adding some things back in. So that's the approach. That approach, the what we add back in is always a little different for people. Mm-hmm. That's why some people feel great when they eat steak, and some people feel horrible when they eat steak, and some people feel great when they have eggs and horrible when they have eggs. I, I do believe that most of us can eat very similar things. It's just what what changes is the quantities and how often and what you eat those things with. You know, so we can all probably eat an egg. Some people say I'm allergic to eggs. Like, you know, everybody's got food allergies. They'll say I can't have nuts, I can't have shellfish, I can't have eggs, I can't have this, I can't have that, or I break out in hives or I die or whatever. But what they don't understand is those are actually just immune system problems. And when you actually heal your digestive system and – immune system those those food react those food allergies actually do go away so you could have eggs <laughs> you thought you could never have eggs you actually can't um yeah. anyway I'm, does, yeah i'm with you i actually just got myself retested today i um uh, it'd be interesting to see uh i should get the results back friday it'd be interesting to actually see because there were some things that i used to eat all the time that i could no longer eat and I'll mention one. It was pepper. I was just sensitive to black pepper. And uh, I just retested myself the day after about three or four months. So it would be interesting to see, can I start using pepper again? Or And peppers in general. I couldn't eat any peppers. So Yeah, but actually that's very common, Darren. There's certain foods um, that are inflammatory and irritating for most people. It's just different degrees. So, and those foods are like the nightshade vegetables, which I'm sh- I know you're fully aware of. Yes. Um, so, nightshades, which would be white potatoes, onions, garlic, ginger, red peppers, green peppers, hot peppers, mm-hmm. um, uh, tomatoes. Um, it's tomatoes. A, there's a lot of things in those nightshade yeah. categories. Tomatoes guess- is actually tomatoes. Noel is actually one of the biggest ones. Yeah, big, big, big one. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and and somebody, you know, this is what I love about what I do because one vegetable could mess somebody up 
they could be feeling amazing, doing great, healing better, 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 better. Everything, all their symptoms are gone. We're on a great track, and then bam, they start feeling crappy again, or this symptom or that symptom, and we go over. Okay, well, what have we been adding in? Let's see. You know what? You know, and then I can always see the red flags, tomatoes, and they take out that one thing, and bam, they feel great again. Isn't that? I mean, that's how crazy it is. Yeah. One food, one food can set the whole body off. Now, what I found, though, is healing, when when somebody's dealing with a chronic condition, let's say just, let's just say acid reflux, millions of people just think that's nothing, right? They just take their Tums or the Prilosec and they don't think it's a big deal. Acid reflux is actually one of the scariest warning signs there is. Do you, do you know why? Um, actually, yeah, acid reflux is uh, an indicator of what, low stomach acid? Well, yes, but it's a precursor to uh, stomach, stomach ulcers. cancer. Ulcers. Cancer. Oh, okay. Stomach yeah. cancer. And what it what it also means, you're not digesting anything well. And when mm. we're not digesting anything well, we're not absorbing any nutrients. So we're in a chronic state of nutritional deficient. We're, we're chronically nutritionally deficient. And that's all disease is. It's a chronic state of nutritional deficiency. Right, so, right. reflux is a very serious warning sign. Very, very, very serious. Right. And I treat it like I, I, you know, I treat everything like it's cancer, I have to be honest. When I work with anybody... I just work. I just said, now what would we be doing if they had cancer? This is what we're going to do. Because that's all cancer is. Cancer is only all these things. We get so scared when we hear cancer. And I just got a new client a few days ago, um, you know, stage four cancer. Um, <laughs> and and you, you would think stage four, stage three, stage two, stage one, it's all really scary. But I really just don't look at it like that anymore. I just look at it like, okay, because I know there's two, there, the healing is always possible, even with cancer, even the most serious cancers, even with tumors, all of that. It's always possible, and it happens all the time. It's just you're going to have to act fast. You have to do certain things, and you can't play around, and you have to really understand this is going to be a full-time job now. We're going to heal, and we're going to do certain things, and this is like we can't play around. And once you do that, um, you can uh, you can handle it, especially when you have a good attitude and you believe it's going to happen. So I bombard people when I work with them with with supporting. I bombard them with positive, uplifting videos, movies, books, information. Mm. I mean, it's like they're going to school to learn a whole new language, and that language is called save your life. Learning how to save your life. Because this should be in, this is what we need to start learning in school, starting in kindergarten now, in my opinion. How do we read labels? How do we know what's a real food and a fake food? Is something a nutrient or an anti-nutrient? Is it actually healing our body or actually causing chaos in our body? And how do we, you know, save our lives? How do we learn how to save our lives? Um, so, and, and, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with a lot of doctors. I've, I've had a lot of doctors as clients, believe it or not. And that's always very, you know, it's flattering, of course. But I also just realized, you know, these they feel terrible. They don't know anything about nutrition because they, they don't learn it, as you know, and they don't learn it in mm-hmm. medical school. They get like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of nutrition, and the rest is how to prescribe drugs or diagnose things, you know. So they, yeah. so yeah. it's really, when, when I work with doctors, boy, they just get so excited. They love it. They can't get enough of this stuff. Um, and especially when they get better and they feel better, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you I look mentioned... at it all as the same thing, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned something that is is um, that you kept saying, and I wanted to kind of go back to it. You keep saying that all illness is the same. Can you explain yeah. that? Like you treat all illness the same. Yeah, I know. It sounds crazy. Well, one of the first things I do when I work with people is I have to educate them on where I'm coming from so they know who they're working with. And that can be tricky. <laughs> um, but, you know, I let people know that what I believe to be true and what I have read and learned and un- understood to be true and seen for myself to be true is that really there's only one disease. 
And I know you know what I'm talking about because, you know, you've read the books I've read, and mm-hmm. you've even spoken to some of the people who have written these books, Darren, so I know you know this stuff, but, you know, for the people who don't know who are listening, all disease is really cellular malfunction. That's really at the, That's really all disease. Now, the medical world has, of course, has to name and classify diseases because they have to know, well, these five symptoms – well, then that means you have this, and that's what we're going to call you. And then, and the medical world has also gotten really good at telling people nothing's really curable. Uh, doctors, as you know, can get sued for using the word cure. They're not allowed to use the word cure. They can say remission, and they can say um, healing, <laughs> maybe, potential, or treatment, but they can't say cure, reverse. They can't. They're not legally not allowed to. Because that would mean the person doesn't need them anymore. And and the medical world is obviously created for repeat business. So the best way to create repeat business is to keep people very vulnerable and frightened for their life. You know, well, gosh, if I don't go back to the doctor, I could die. If I don't take my medication, I could die. If I don't follow what he said, I could die. You know, so it works pretty well. But but as far as um, all disease being the same thing, it's all cellular malfunction. And there's only two causes of cellular malfunction, which is too many toxins getting into the cells and not enough nutrients getting into the cells. So nutritional deficiencies and too much toxicity cause cellular malfunction, and that really is the only disease there is. But, Mm -hmm. of course, there's lots of manifestations. You know, I'm not going to take that away from anybody. There's Everybody's got different symptoms. You know, some people get migraines. Some people get gout. You know, some people, again, you know, stomach problems, asthma, allergies, but it really is all the same thing. So that's why when I work with somebody and they can tell me they have all these scary, scary names because they're scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared because I see them get better. So I explain my philosophy right from the get-go, and then I give them a book to read while they're working with me, one of many, many, many books that I recommend while people are working with me. And, um, you know, and then this is the first part of, it's like the first step in educating themselves on what really is going on in their body. When you understand what's really going on internally, I really believe when people understand why and how, they're much more motivated to do something about it. We're so disconnected from our bodies that we don't know what's going on inside. I I often wish, Darren, that I, I, I swear to you I want to invent this. I wish we had an invention where people could hold up to their body and look at what's going on in the organs <laughs> all day. You know, this is what's going on in your liver. This is what's going on in like a like an X-ray machine, you know, but something mm-hmm. really visual so they can see because we're so disconnected. We have no concept of what we're doing to our body internally every day. So yeah, um, I think th- yeah, I think that's actually why um, people eat the stuff that they eat because they don't know the effect that it has on their body. And before we go on, I know we're, we're halfway through the show and I see a lot of people in the switchboard. If you had to have a question for Noel, just hit one on the switchboard and I will see you and I'll bring you on the air to ask your question. But those of you who might be listening on your um, computer through the internet, you can dial in six four six seven one six ninety three seventy one to ask a question. Again, six four six seven one six ninety three seventy one. And if you are already called in and you have a question for Noel, just hit one on your phone, and I will see you on and bring you on to ask a question. Um, um, Noel, okay. Noel um, with regards to you mentioned toxicity a lot. Yeah. What is something that you do to kind of um, take care of toxicity in individuals? Well, you know what? The best thing that takes care of toxicity, I'll throw that back at you. What do you think the best thing is that we can do to take care of the toxic load in our body, to to help eliminate the toxic load in our body? You've got to detoxify yourself. But what is the number one antidote for toxicity that you think? Um. I'm going to take a wild guess. Water is a good one. Drinking water. Okay. Good. Um, one more guess. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I know a ton of them, so I probably won't get it right. I know chlorella. Right, that's okay. You can use chlorella. You can use a lot of no, different okay. stuff. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll make it even easier. It, the number one anecdote for toxicity, the best way to get toxins out of the cells, is this 
flood it with nutrients. Mm. Nutrients push out toxins. Our cells fill up with toxins when there's not enough nutrients coming in. So I'll give you a great example. Breakfast is an English muffin with jelly and peanut butter. Then we have a um, then we have a bag of chips, and then we have a turkey sandwich for lunch, and then we have a salad with chicken for dinner, and then we have maybe some sort of dessert, chocolate, and then maybe a glass of wine. And in your whole day, and if I talk to that person for our first conversation, they would might they would tell me they eat pretty healthy. That's the person that says I eat pretty healthy. I have a salad for dinner last night. I did you know I ate. You know, they're going to look at their life and go, I eat really healthy. And the the cold, hard reality is they only probably had about 20% of their entire day actually be nutrients that are getting absorbed into their cells. The rest of the garbage or fake food or stuff filled with fake sugars, flavors, colorings, additives, preservatives, genetically modified ingredients, the rest of that stuff and sugar – is just converting straight into toxicity. So your cells for that day, 20% getting filled up with nutrients, 80% getting filled up with garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best the ways. Uh, off. Oh uh, yeah, one of the um, when you mentioned flooding the cell with nutrients, one of the things that comes to mind is juicing. How how important is juicing? How do you use juicing with your clients? I love juicing because in this day and age. It's one of the best ways to get condensed nutrients in one fell swoop, you know. You And because everybody who's sick has a problem with digestion. And I will repeat that over and over because most people go, well, I don't have stomach problems. Oh, you might not have stomach problems, but you have arthritis. <laughs> and that's the biggest stomach problem of all because that means you're not breaking down anything and your body's on Fire, it's inflamed. Does that make sense? So there, yeah. anybody, who's, anybody who's sick has a digestive problem, without a doubt. So the, you always have to work from a standpoint of healing the digestion. Now, if everyone has a digestive problem that's sick, and even people who aren't really sick have digestive problems, meaning they're not producing enough enzymes to break down food, they don't have enough hydrochloric acid in their stomach, and um, not enough probiotics, it, not enough good bacteria in their gut, their immune system's not working well, and on and on. They're constipated, that means they go poop once a day or not even a day, or they go four days without pooping and they think that's normal. Or you get the opposite end, they go five times a day and they think that's normal. Um, so that that's digestive problems, big time. And so when you have digestive problems, you're not absorbing enough nutrients, and when you're not absorbing enough nutrients, you're wreaking, cre- you know, you're creating pre-disease or disease or whatever. I, I put quotes around disease. I don't really, like I said, I don't really believe in disease, but let's just say that's what you're creating. So the best way to flood the cells with nutrients and push those toxins out is the juice because juicing gives you, like, so much stuff in one glass and your body doesn't have to do any digestion. It can take a break. And all our bodies want these days is just to take a break. I I promise you that's everyone's problem. Most yeah. people just, their digestion just wants to go on vacation to Hawaii for a week and relax <laughs> while you take care of business. Because so the best way to put your digestion on vacation in Hawaii is to drink juice. Juice will just flood your body with nutrients, allowing cellular repair and renewal and rejuvenation. And, um, you know, that's what we want. We want our cells to start repairing and healing and re- doing the work it needs to do, and especially with cancer. We, that's very important and everything. So you flood it with nutrients, and that juicing is the best way to do that. That with Hands down the best way. Not smoothies, juicing. Because when you make smoothies, you're still having to do digestion because you still have all that fiber. Fiber is great, but not when you need to flood with nutrients. You get a lot more nutrients in a juice than you do in a smoothie. Yeah. Um, why do you think we're having so many digestive issues nowadays? Because everywhere you look, everybody's they, they're either IBS, they don't have enough stomach acid, they're bloated, they're gassy. Everybody's having digestive issues. Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, it's just back to the point that, um, you know, nobody's eating real food. 
we're eating about 80% chemicals during any given day, literally. Literally lab-created chemicals that keep us addicted and in a zoned-out state, so we need to take, you know, Prozac and Wellbutrin and and then we need to take uh, stuff to fall asleep and stuff to wake up and stuff to go to the bathroom and stuff to not go to the bathroom and stuff to eat and not eat. I mean, you know, that's why, because we're just eating chemicals. Yeah. And about 85% of the things in grocery stores are just chemicals. I, I often tell people, go down the cleaner aisle, you know, where you buy all your cleaners, and just drink that stuff. <laughs> That's honestly what I say. Just open up the, the cleaners and drink and drink that because mm-hmm. it's the same thing as everything else. And the food companies have literally been able to get away with murder. They're, the, food companies, <laughs> the food companies are creating these diseases, the fake diseases. And the fake diseases are keeping the fake well care system afloat. You know what I mean? Like it's a, yeah. it's the craziest, most insane cycle of systems going on right now. It's almost like a bad dream. Yeah. yeah. Something I wanted to touch on too while we're talking about digestive issues. I know that um, you're a woman. There's a lot of women out there, and the a big thing is just skin, and a lot of women have skin conditions. How closely related that to that is to to gut issues because I've know I've known you see you've seen this in your practice before. So how how closely would you say Yeah, so really? skin is well one of the first things to get beautiful and amazing and perfect when you're healing your body is skin. Because our skin of course is our biggest organ. We don't think of it as an organ, but it is just like our heart or our liver and our Skin, it, when your skin's breaking out and and having hives and rashes and acne and cysts, just imagine what your insides look out look like is what I always say, because your skin is just a reflection of the internal nightmare you're creating for your body, and skin issues are also very serious because they they're a sign of major hormonal imbalances, along with a tremendous amount of liver toxicity. The liver is just not getting stuff out of the body the way it sh- the way it's supposed to, not as quickly or efficiently as it it was designed to. The liver sluggish. Again, back to the digestive system. Everything goes back to the the digestive system's the engine, the hormonal system's the steering wheel. That's how I like to. That's the analogy I like. The digestive system's the engine. It controls everything. It controls every system of our body. And then the hormonal system is more like the steering wheel. That's going to tell you how well you're doing, like how well you're feeling, functioning, sleeping, eating, running, walking, you know, that stuff. That's how I look mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, is anything out there, you worked with a lot of people, is anything unhealable? I want I can't say cure, but is anything unhealable that, that you've seen? Um. Well, I've never worked with anybody where they weren't unhealed, they weren't where what they had wasn't reversible. Um, does it exist? Just like, you know, everything exists. Healing first and foremost takes a very strong belief system that you first of all can heal. If you don't believe you can heal, you're you're going to you're going to have a really tough road. So the belief system has to be super powerful. And it, and, it, and it will be tested during a healing process because any healing process is a lot of ups and downs. Days you feel amazing and then days you don't feel amazing and then you think nothing's working and then you have to hang in there and then, bam, you turn another corner and you do get better and better and better and then it goes down again. Healing's like a graph, you know. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But the good news is the ups are upper, more, stay up higher and the, the downs are less low is how I, you know, is how I would describe it. But I've never met anybody that ha- it has to heal from a, a chronic illness that doesn't have highs and lows in the process, even though sometimes they're very short periods of, of lows or highs or whatever, and they get just get better fast. Um, so, you know, let's talk about like ALS, for example. That's a, that's a very serious neurological condition. Um, you know, we all know what that was from the ice bucket challenge and everything and all that. It's it's a sore subject for me. I don't want to get into it too much because it's just another one of these food. It's a fake food created thing. It's a it's a fake drug created thing. 
um, and it's a vaccine-created thing. So I, 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 neurological conditions are really ne- – your neurological system is just tied into your digestive system. How do I know this? Because with kids with special needs, which, of course, I've been involved in these communities since my son was born, when you're dealing with a child with special needs, let's say autism, um, their digestive system is never functioning. Every single kid with autism always has digestive problems. So you could put 10 kids with autism in a room, and they're all going to have stomach problems. Why? Because autism is really a neurological, it's a neurological manifestation from digestive problems. That's why parents will say, I reverse my kid's autism when I change their diet and I detox them. Well, yes, because when you heal the digestive system, you heal the neurological system. It's all interconnected. So I don't know. You know, is there a disease that's unhealable? That's between God and that person. All I know is, of course, there's always going to be situations, there's always going to be things where people can't get better. But I want to tell you, I've seen people stage four, terminal cancer, three months to live, one month to live, not only reverse everything, now they're alive and kicking 25 years later. So I don't know. I believe in miracles. What about Parkinson's disease? What about some of these really, these you know, even um, MS, you know, chronic debilitating neurological conditions that seem to just get worse and worse and worse? There are, I believe when you know what to do, how to do it, and you do it and you believe it, I think they're all reversible. I really do. Even Alzheimer's. Yeah, I think it's, it's not that we have all the answers of exactly what to do all the time, but... When the pieces all fit together and you you do the right things, I think anything's reversible. If the body can create it, the body can take it away. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm an eternal uh, optimist when it comes to healing. That's just what I am. Um, let's talk about this thing. I have a friend, and he, he's constantly clearing his throat all the time, and I keep telling him, I said, yeah. you need to get that check. check. You need to get that check. Yeah. Um, mucus. Yeah. People don't believe that mucus is a, if you're constantly, you know, mucus and milk and all of this stuff is a big, big problem with a lot of people and they tend to ignore that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, so, yeah, mucus, when you're clearing your throat or blowing your nose a lot, and of course I was one of those people, um, that you got to remember that's just coming from your digestive system. Because our digestive, you know, our digestive tract is, is lined with mucous membranes and in our intestines. And so is our nose and our throat, right? And the mucus just travels through the body. And when it goes into your lungs, it's asthma. When it goes into your nose, it's sinus problems. When it goes into your throat, it's, it's you know, it's acid reflux or mucus. So when you're always clearing your throat, it's not just because of uh, milk. Uh, you could take out milk and still be clearing your throat all the time, but it's just digestive issues. You're, you're, it's, you're eating... You know, there's usually three things. Sugar, processed grains, which are basically just sugar. Sugar, processed grains, a.k.a. sugar, and dairy, a.k.a. a fake chemical food. (laughs) So it's usually those three things um, causing most most of these issues. There's more, but those are the three main things. Right, right. Now, um... We're getting to the end of the show. If anybody has a question, I see you in the switchboard. If you have a question, just hit one on your uh, on your keypad on your phone, and I'll see you and I'll bring you on. We're getting down to probably the last five minutes of the show. Um, do you work with children at all? Yeah, of course. I I work with tons of children. I work with okay. I work with the I first I work with the parents who are often like children, mm-hmm. and then I work with the children. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What have you seen? Like, it seems to me like kids are having more and more um, food sensitivities. They're having more and more what I call adult diseases now. Yeah. Because of the because of the crap that we're all eating. But what are what are some of the trends that you're seeing? Yeah. Um, well, I I blame the parents when the kids are sick. I know it sounds kind of harsh, but that's what that's where I, that's my that's where I stand. When when parents allow them their their kids to eat toxic foods and then wonder why their kids are have stomach problems reoccurring 
strep throat, you know, allergies, asthma, antibiotics every every four months, three months. They're shut up with all the vaccines um, that destroy the immune system. Well, um, you know, you, and, the, and they say, well, my kid only eats four things. They won't eat anything I give them. They only eat four things. So, well, what I say is you have to change the food the kid's eating if you want the child to um, not turn into a, a, a diseased adult, literally, or young adult. Um, and so it's just always down to just changing the food in the house. Sometimes it's hard for parents to do that because they feel like parents project onto their kids what they feel they need to, they should have, or oh, but they like their, they like their bread, or they like this, or they like their, they won't have any treats, or they won't. So parents first have to understand how much, how much they're benefiting their children, and then you know they start changing the way they. They they stop stop giving children choices. Kids don't get choices with food. That's the first thing. You give them what they get to eat, and if they don't want to eat it, fine. Don't let, they won't eat it. And then you move on to the next meal when maybe they'll eat the next meal, and they don't want to eat that either. And it doesn't take long for kids to to jump on board, because the one thing I know is kids will never starve themselves to death. Uh, they'll always eat. They'll they'll play hardball maybe initially, but then they'll always eat. So. So the, for the parents who say, you know, my I can't get my kid to eat anything, well, then they're just not buying the right foods and they're not trying and they're not taking the bad foods out of the house. But there's always a way to reverse this. So kids getting sicker and sicker, it's it's the fake food, it's the vaccines, it's the antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, uh, also, what I've noticed a lot is that when you see overweight parents, the kids are usually overweight as well. Of course, Yeah because they're all eating the same things and it becomes like a comfort thing, you know, and it, there's a whole psychology behind all that. Yeah. 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 Um, the last thing I wanted to cover is um, we were mentioned just illnesses, cancer. Um, and I know one of the big things that people are always concerned about, especially people in our age group is weight loss. How um, are you working with clients that do that, or is that a side effect? I know that when you work with different people um, and you're doing the juicing, you're putting back the nutrients, is that a side effect that people experience um, a dramatic weight loss, or have you worked specifically with clients for for weight loss? Well, I never take clients on specifically for weight loss because weight loss is never the problem. The problem uh, for people who have been overweight for many years are they're led to believe they have thyroid problems or women think they have polycystic ovarian syndrome. They've been told they have all sorts of things that are not really their problem. They're, they're a problem with something malfunctioning in their body so they don't have to take as much ownership. But it's always a food problem, always. It's the wrong food. And it's honestly, there's only a few things that will ever make anybody fat. Sugar and the foods that convert to sugar mm-hmm. and the fake chemicals. Those will, those will keep you fat. But I've never known anyone who gets fat eating the right foods for their body that are nutritionally dense. If you, Darren, saw how much I eat in a day, it would blow your mind. And I literally can't gain weight. It's not that I couldn't. I could eat certain things to do that. I would if I eat ice cream every day I'd gain weight in four seconds. And if I eat certain things every day I would for sure. But I eat a lot of things and I eat a variety of a lot of things and I definitely don't eat perfect all the time. I, I, I do pretty well most of the time. But I don't restrict myself, you know, I I'm not an extremist and I believe in enjoying food. Um and I've been an extremist before and that's no fun. So I'm like I, I believe in definitely having variety. But I just do really well 80, 90% of the time. And then, you know, I kind of mess up a little here and there, and I don't really care. I don't stress out about it. But Mm -hmm. the point is, is you can eat a ton, a ton, a ton of food and enjoy a ton of food and even eat foods that aren't that great sometimes and still never gain weight when your cells are filling up with nutrients and you're getting all that stored toxicity out. I love working with women with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's a fake disease. 
You know, mm-hmm. women are told they can't get pregnant, and they 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 all of a sudden put on forty pounds, and then they're told their thyroid doesn't work, and all this. And I love watching people. I love watching women reverse that. It does take a little time. It takes, you know, in fact, it's one of the, it's, I'd say out of everything, cancer, MS, I'd say poly, PCOS, it can take several months to really reverse because of the hormonal system, the steering wheel, uh, it takes a while to regulate. But once you start regulating it through the digestion and it kicks in, boy, you're you're home free and you'll never have those issues again. You'll never have the cysts and the fibroids and the, the the heavy periods and the thick uterine lining and all these crazy things women have nowadays that they never used to have, that all goes away when you eat the right foods, all of it. And you take and you can't have sugar. You can't, When you have PCOS, you can't have sugar, and you can't have anything that converts to sugar. You can't even really have fruit hmm. for a while. Eventually you right. can, but in the beginning you can't even have fruit. Right. And you can't have right. beans and you can't have nuts. You're gonna, you, you have to eat a very specific way. But if you do, boy, that weight starts falling off. Right. I yeah, and one, one of the things I've heard um, from just interviewing you yourself and interviewing two other people, when you eat right, you can eat as much as you want to eat as and much you end as you up want. losing weight. Yeah. Never. Because it's not exercise. that that Exercise will never keep you thin. Food will always... Food will always regulate your metabolism. What exercise does is it keeps you healthy. And building muscle will always help regulate your hormones. I I always tell people building muscle is medicine for your hormones. And it's the best anti-aging drug there is, is is building muscle. Building muscle, having good muscle tone, that's the anti-aging pill because that helps release all the right, which I know you know all this, it helps release all the right hormones, all the right um, anti-aging hormones, and, and everything that the body needs to stay young, for the skin to stay firm. Muscle building is just brilliant for regulating the body, brilliant. But it's not what keeps you skinny or thin. The food will always do that. Uh, that the food, that's about 90% food. But muscle will keep your metabolism running well. It will keep your hormonal system brilliantly running and of course, a lot of other things. But building muscle, keeping keeping your heart strong. I mean, that's priceless. Yeah. So I try to tell those women, y'all got to quit going in these dance classes, and that's fine. But you get in there and pump some iron. <laughs> you, that, muscle, muscle. Yeah, you got to muscle. muscle. And pump. also, you know, the 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 philosophies people have about working out are just so backwards too, because they work out and they punish themselves and they struggle for an hour. And they're in total misery. And then what do they do? They go out to dinner, have four glasses of wine, dessert. Why? Because they deserve it. They worked out. They deserve it. That's the mentality. So that'll never, you know, that's why we all know you go to the gym and you'll see women in there every day, day in, day out, and they're just as big as ever, right? And you're they're like, gosh, you're on the treadmill 45 minutes. What are you doing? What What are you eating is the thing. And anyway, we don't have to get into that, the, the yeah, 45 that, minute treadmill thing. Be, <laughs> before another show. But yeah. um, I really enjoyed speaking with you. And actually, I'd love for you to come back on because I think um, the time was too short for us to get into a lot of things that I know that we could uh, actually talk about. But um, is there anything else that you wanted to add before we uh, before you go? Um, no, you know, just I, I'm really active on Facebook. Um MyHealthiestLife.com is a website I have for, for where you can find doctors that um, can help you heal more naturally. And then I, I'm launching a new website, TheOrganicResource.com, in the next few weeks, which is really going to help people just navigate and find the best, you know, food and products that um, without having to guess which ones are good or not. Because of course, when I work with clients, they're always wondering what the best things are. So, And then right. I'm active on Facebook with the same, My Healthiest Life and the Organic Resource. Um, and I just like to give uh, recipes and information. And so, um, you know. You yeah, always... you just started a, a group too, right, on the, on Facebook? Yeah, there's uh... a group. Um, the Organic Resource is what it's called. And you can ask questions and, and share information there. And so, yeah. It's it's I'm very active. It's how I connect with people all day long. 
All right, cool. Hey, I will be contacting you to get you on next year. We definitely have to do this again. And I'm actually in the process of um, getting my schedule together for next year. Um, hopefully, at some point, I'll be able to hire an assistant because I need one <laughs> so, <laughs> to do the show. I'm trying to do all of the getting people on the show, be the producer and all of this stuff. But I will definitely get in contact with you because I really want you to to, to come back on and, and talk again more about nutrition. But thank you for coming on tonight. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, I'll be in touch to book you for next year. Thank you, Darren. Thank you so much for having me. I love speaking with you. And um, I look forward to talking to you very soon, too. Okay. All right, I will be in touch, and if you need to reach out to me, I think you have my number, or we'll be in touch through Facebook. We always talk through Facebook. So. Definitely. <laughs> All right, have a good night, and tell your family have a good night as well. Oh, thank you so much, Darren. You too. Thank you. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, another good show. Um, lots of tidbits in there, lots of good information uh, in there for you to go back and um and take a listen to. If you want to listen to uh, other archive shows, you can go ahead and do that through Blog Talk Radio. You can also listen through iTunes. Just go into iTunes, type in uh, Fat Man Radio Show, and I should come up. And you can download all those shows onto your iPod, listen to them in your car, or listen to them when you are uh, working out. I used to do that when I'm working out. Uh, sometimes I know you need music to motivate you, but so, hey, sometimes you can listen to a health show. Um, next week we won't have a show. I wasn't able to book someone for next week, but the week after, the first week of November, we're going to have the Metabolic Typing Diet with William Walcott. I actually interviewed him um, before on another show, and um, the Metabolic uh, Typing uh, Diet is a very, very good diet, especially if you don't know what to eat. You can actually go uh, get the book. You can uh, do the questionnaires, and it'll tell you what type of person you are, and you can kind of start structuring your diet around that. So it's a good, good book, and we'll have William Walcott on the show after that. The week after that, um, I'm looking at booking uh, Liam Schiff to come on the show, um, and he's kind of a, a guy who talks a little bit about health and how we got to the point where we are believing what doctors say all the time. That should be an interesting show. And then the week after, I have Dr. Ellen Cutler on. Dr. Ellen Cutler is a chiropractor. She's out in San Francisco. And she's talking. she talks a lot about allergies and getting people over chemical sensitivities, seasonal allergies, and food sensitivities. So that should be an interesting show as well. Hopefully, you'll join me for that show or for those shows, rather. Thank you for listening tonight. I'll be back week after next. Same fat time, same fat channel. Thanks for listening again. Peace and love.